I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. You know, there's a, a very empowering thought in the Bible, an idea, uh, really a command, and that is to take every thought captive, which if we can do that, it is life-changing, revolutionary. How do we do that? Can we actually do that? Do we need a little help? I think we do. We're going to talk about that today. My guest is Kelly Bellari, and she has a book called Take Every Thought Captive. Looks just like that. It's available now. You can pick it up where you get books. But how do we how do we do that? I mean, you know, uh, sometimes we read these commands in the Bible and we think I, I can't do that. And there's maybe some truth to that. So we're going to dig into that. Appreciate you guys being here today. If you'd like to share this conversation with someone, hit that share button and uh, they can be a, a part of this. Kelly, welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you. Randy, thank you for having me here today. It's such a joy to be with you in a place that just brings life in a powerful way. Let's jump right into that, and let's start with the with the first question. I mean, this, is this just one of those nice thoughts uh, in the Bible, or is this something we can actually do? I love how you say that. Is this just <laughs> one of those nice thoughts? Because I think that's the essence of why I wrote this book, Take Every Thought Captive, because I didn't want it to just be nice thoughts that mm -hmm. I read in the morning. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice thought, or oh, yeah, in theory, I guess that promise is true. Mm -hmm. No, Randy, I wanted this to be his word to be my word, Jesus's hands to be my hands and Jesus's feet to be my feet so that everywhere I go, people are feeling his love. I'm having his vision. I'm praying and seeing people be healed. I don't want to just have a rote words that I read. I want to be through Jesus, his very word. And so I realized, Randy, really the only place that this transaction really happens, right, is in the heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, so we think in our heart, and in my mind, because the battlefield really is here. It's between these two ears, and that's where I could affect change. So I wanted to take his word, soak it in, and let it become my word. And that's what this book is all about. It's about actually receiving his word so we can be the word, just as Jesus, right, dwelt on earth as the word. It's interesting, you know, we, we use that phrase, you know, as you think in your heart. Well, your heart doesn't think it's a muscle. It pumps blood. And then we talk about the mind. But I think, you know, if you look at the original language and some of the, the ideas, uh, both in the Greek and the Hebrew, there is this idea that there's something more than just our mind. And, and I think it points to the spirit, uh, which says, you know, it's not just a chemical process of synapses up in the tissue of the brain. There really is a spiritual force in each of one of us as well as outside of us that we need to be aware of how much of this is really a, a spiritual battle when we look at romans 8 it summarizes this so well it says now the mind of the flesh which is sense and reason without the holy spirit is death and it says that actually in Romans 8, 7, the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God. And so, Randy, when I think about that, 
I just see it like, okay, this is hostility to God. It's like taking God out back of the bar and being like, come on, we're going to fight. You know, I'm going to be hostile with you. You take the first punch. I'll take the second, you know? And, but it says that in the spirit, right? In, in the spirit of God, those led by the spirit of God are the children of God. Against the spirit, there is no law. And so they're comes the rub, right? Are we in the flesh or are we in the spirit? Are we in the mind of Christ or are we in the mind of Kelly and Randy? Mm. You know, and I think probably both of us could admit, Randy, right? Like when we go to that flesh mind, it's a completely different ball game than being in Christ Jesus, in the mind of Christ, led of the spirit, filled with the spirit, pouring out love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And so that's really the difference there. I, you know, there, there's the, there's, you know, the heart of man is exceedingly wicked kind of thing, but yet the promise of salvation is that we get a new mind, uh, a new spirit reborn. Um, but yet we still have to fight this battle. Um, how do you see that playing out? I mean, can, can I trust my heart when I'm a believer? I mean, I think when you're not a believer, you, you can't. Um, can, how much of my thoughts can I trust after salvation, do you think? It's a very good question <laughs> because the reality is we have three different things warring within our mind. Mm-hmm. One is the flesh, which is saying to me, I'll speak for myself and saying, Kelly, pay attention to me, myself, and I. You're, you know, you need to be defensive. Oh, you have to fend for yourself. You have to prove for yourself, right? That's all the flesh. So we have all that raging in us. Then we have the enemy, right? Who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so his thoughts are going to sound like you have no future. You know, you might as well give up now. Um, you're doing so bad. You're not a good Christian. All this stuff, right? The the accuser of the brethren. And then when we are able to, we can hear that still small voice of God who's also speaking in there in the mix of things. And so the key really is to subvert or sub- subject the flesh to this and bring it under the spirit of God and let the spirit of God to die to ourselves, to die to our flesh so that we can be filled with the spirit, the love of God. And then as we're filled with the spirit, we're hearing in the spirit, we're seeing in the spirit, we're understanding what the spirit is doing and the flesh when we, whatever we give our focus to becomes our focus. So if we're not focused on the flesh, but then we're focused on the spirit, the flesh gets put in right order. It, 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 it becomes, it, we're dead to ourselves and alive to Christ. And so there's a lot going on there, but we truly can live full of life and life abundantly by the spirit of God when we yield to the spirit. Yeah. It's interesting when you do look at scripture, there are all those, those references to something that has already happened, but is still happening. You know, uh, the, the salvation, the work of salvation is done. It's complete, but still there's that work of sanctification of walking out of, of killing that old person, which is really like training, I think training you to a new way of thinking, which leads to a new way of living. Um, and, and if we don't get the thinking right, the living's never going to follow. Uh, and and I, I really, I think in a lot of ways, that's kind of what the Christian life is about. It's a journey. It's the, it's the walking it out. Um, how much, here's, here's a question that I think people do wonder because you know, the old phrase, the devil made me do it. How much responsibility do we have on both sides of this? In other words, when I do something bad, can I just blame the, the devil? And if I want to, 
renew my mind. Is it really up to me or is it a, a God work or is it somewhere in between? I love that you're asking this because scripture tells us resist the enemy sub, or submit to God, resist the enemy and he will flee from us. So you know what? This is my, my thing. I am a hundred percent responsible for taking my thoughts captive and for resisting the enemy. I cannot blame everything on the devil because if I do, I can use that as a crutch. I can use that as a crutch not to repent. I can use that as a crutch to blame exterior things and meanwhile, never receive my own change. Mm. Christ is so victorious that the enemy is a defeated foe. So I would say that our flesh is much more of an issue to overcome. Uh, the devil's of no consequence. And so really honing in and taking as much responsibility, laying down in the greatest amount of repentance can bring us the greatest heights of joy. Yeah, I, and I love the way you put that, and I think that's exactly right, uh, that that balance. I mean, the Scripture is full of promise, but I do think we have a part in order to fulfill that, that promise. You know, it promises that... Jesus, that God will finish the work that he started. In other words, I think that salvation is the start and the walking it out is the finish. Um, but yet, I think we need to realize that we can't fully do it on our own. Where do how, how much can we do and how much is a work of God in our life? Or is that one of those great mysteries? I don't know. That's a tough question. <laughs> Didn't someone have that quote where they said, you know, pray as if it's all up to God, but work as though it's all up to you. And you know what? Seriously, that's isn't that one of those gray areas where it's kind of like, yes, we give all of ourselves. We trust God wholeheartedly. We do our part to meet him. We trust and obey. There is no better way, you know, but at the same time, it's all you, God. You are the maker. You are the yeah. creator. And I think in my human mind, I'm like, I try to figure God out. I'm like, okay, God, it's all you. No, oh wait, I need to do the work. And really the reality is God's so big. I, I'm beginning to understand, like you, when you talk about the sanctification process, Randy, right? It's this ever understanding that he can be everything. It can be all of that because God is beyond my understanding. God is beyond Kelly Bellari's comprehension. And so even that increases the fear of the Lord. Cause I'm like, whoa, God, you know, you're so much bigger and grander and mightier. And it's yes and with the Lord. Yeah. Yes, we'll walk through trial and tribulation. And yes, there's the greatest blessing to the Lord, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever imagine. You know, it's this this duality that blows our mind, but that's a really good thing to have our mind blown. Yeah, and yeah, I think you're exactly right. Again, I mean, I, I asked the question, but really the answer isn't either or, it's both and, you know. Um, how do we, how do we recognize, and this is, this is a tough one for me, more on the God side. I mean, I think any thought, I'll just go ahead and any thought that's negative, that's bad, that's wrong. I'll just go ahead and take responsibility for it. You know, the, I, I'm like you, I, I view the, you know, the devil and the demons as cockroaches. Yes, they're annoying, but you turn on the light, they scatter, we can step on them. Not, not a big issue. But when I try to hear God and I think, I think that's from God. And, and, you know, some things you can check against the word and it's black and white. It's very clear. Other things, it's not so much. And, and a lot of times they're the lesser, you know, things. They're not like great, big, grandiose truths. They're just direction in my life, you know, and, and things like that. I, I don't 
I'm not one that goes around saying, oh, well, I woke up this morning and God said do this. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. How do we know if it's the voice of God or if it's just our own minds at work sometimes? And really, I don't know. I don't know. I have some thoughts on that, on that but I'm curious what you think. Well, it's such a good question because isn't that one of those journeys that we're ever exploring with yeah. the Lord? Uh, you know, Jesus really spoke his unique love language with even the disciples, right? There they were, many of them were fisher fishermen. And he told them, I'm going to make you fishers of men, right? So speaking a specific language. The other morning, Randy, I was sitting out in my porch and I was asking God that very thing. I thought, God, what's your language for me? How do you speak to me? And I'm sitting right there. And all of a sudden I see a bird fly up on this bird feeder and in its mouth, it's holding a white, a pretty long white feather. And I thought, we don't really have birds around us with white feathers. But that is very unusual. I, I can't even think of a bird I've seen around here that's white. We're not in Florida. We're, 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 this is just not, and that big. And I thought that's gotta be a feather of a dove or an eagle. And I thought, Lord, I literally just asked that question. And I love birds. I've had this little thing with birds. And then you, this bird comes with this feather. And I think the Lord was either encouraging me about, you know, his Holy Spirit speaking through unique happenings or else even just being an eagle and having eagle eyes to see things in the spirit or how he shows me. But but even that spoke to me because that was my language and I love birds and I love nature. And so when I tuned in to how he wanted to talk to me in my language, I was then able to see. And some of us, if we sit down with the Lord and say, historically, God, when are some landmark moments in my past where I was very certain that you were speaking to me? When were some things where I was like, that was God? Begin to write those down and examine how God's speaking to you, spoken to you traditionally, and you'll begin to see how he might be speaking to you currently. And I think that that's a very good tip and wisdom. Um, even when you hear his words, how does he relate to you and begin to notice a pattern and open up, raise up your antenna and say, God, I want to hear you speak to me. Give me eyes to look at for what you're saying through circumstances, through people, or even through your word, because he'll speak in all those ways. Yeah. And, you know, I get real nervous when people start putting God in a box and saying, well, you know, God can't, uh, he, especially the ones that say God can't speak outside of scripture. And, and I know he will never contradict scripture, but I, I think he's just way more fun and creative than, a, than a, a, a book. And I'm not downplaying scripture at all. I mean, that's our, that's our go-to, right? But I don't know. I kind of think he can do what he wants. And if he wants to give you a feather to remind you of him, <laughs> you know, why, why not? Uh, so, right? It's, it, I don't know. It's, it, it's Sometimes I think we get in the way of, of how beautiful and great and good God is. Uh, and, and so we're going to let those just kind of hold a little bit loosely to a lot of those things. All right, this is the book. It's Take Every Thought Captive by Kelly Bellari. Again, available wherever you get books. If you want to go deeper into this thing, do some exercises, you can do that. I'll show you your website in just a minute, and you can pick and get some free resources there if you want to just kind of go through some exercises. It's really, I think it's helpful to do this. Um, a couple of key questions, and I think this is important for people, um, especially those who are struggling sometimes. How do we know if a thought... Um, whether we want to attribute it to ourselves or to an external negative force, the enemy we call it, how do we know when it's a thought that is not of God? 
Well, I love to think about how the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Scripture tells us he's the devourer. He's the accuser. Okay, so anything that's coming to steal hope, steal the fruits of the spirit, to kill our destiny, to destroy relationships, marriages, for instance, Mm -hmm. uh, anything that's coming that's in accusation and condemnation. My friends, anything that you have repented of and you have asked the Lord to forgive you and you are still feeling condemnation on that, that is not that is not the Lord. Mm. God forgave you. He forgot those sins as far as the, and cast them into the sea and they're forgotten as far as the east is from the west. That is the devil. Okay. And then he is, he is the destroyer. So he comes to destroy. When any of those overarching things are over you, you can be a hundred percent sure that is not God because Jesus is the way, so he's providing a way, he's the truth, he's bringing truth that lines up with scripture that confirms your identity, and he is a life. So there's always hope, there's always restoration, there's resurrection life power, and there's redemption. And so noticing what is it that's overhead here can really determine whether you need to say, hell no, I am not receiving that. I am not agreeing with that. I'm not partaking of that. This is what the truth says. The truth shall set me free. I'm taking all that other stuff. I'm throwing it out and I'm walking by truth now, drawing a line in the sand. No more, you say to that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you if you doubt that, just go read the scripture because that's exactly what the scripture tells us. So we've got a real good baseline to work with here. Uh, and you know, how? Well, let me ask you this. How important is it to know the scripture in order to know the voices that you may be hearing, whether they're your own or God's or the enemy's. Randy, I have an insatiable appetite to get as much of God's word inside of me because man, when we have his word, he says in Jeremiah, it is like a fire and a hammer. That means if anything, (laughs) any obstruction is standing before you, that fire can burn that thing down. If there is a stronghold before you, you can take the hammer and just demolish it. Mm -hmm. We have so much power in his word, the sword of the spirit, that nothing can stop us. And so when we take out our word, we are informing hell. We are telling our soul what to do. We are commanding our mind to line up with all truth. And we create a straight path in our life instead of going on a windy road. Mm -hmm. We can encourage and cheerlead our own soul. The word of God is the most powerful tool we have. And I absolutely love it. It has changed my life. I wanted to kill myself when I was in college. I had an eating disorder. It has saved my life. And it will save people's lives who are listening. We got to get this word in us because the enemy's coming to try to steal identity from even sons and daughters. And we again are going to say no because we know who we are in Christ Jesus. And against that, the enemy has no ground and no leeway. Yeah. You know, you kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask, usually people write passionately and speak passionately on, on things that they have had to deal with. So this is you know, this is something if you're having suicidal ideation. This is something that is very serious for you. What was what a little bit of your journey? Oh, Randy, um, man, you know, I was the oldest of six kids and I think I took this personal responsibility on myself to think I was the savior of everybody mm-hmm. needing to manage all the kids and everything else. And so I got myself in an eating disorder. I hated myself. Mm-hmm. The truth was I felt like I needed to be everything to everybody. And yet I was a no one to myself. Mm. 
I just, if I was with you, Randy, I'd be like, I want, I want Randy to like me. You know, I want to be wanted. I need to be needed. And I was 80, probably 80 some pounds. I was running in the woods and I just felt the presence of God come on me. And he said essentially to me, Kelly, you can either run away and you're going to die or you can come to me and basically we can figure this out. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment that I said, oh my gosh, I am powerless to help myself. I cannot, I cannot save me. I cannot, I don't even know what to do. I am so far gone. I, I, I had the first idea how to help myself. Mm -hmm. And the Lord in his grace and mercy led me on a journey of finding Jesus, finding healing, uh, I accepted Jesus and met my husband at a church retreat. And then my husband had this idea of taking me to five-star dining restaurants. I never imagined that the Lord would want to heal me by setting a table before me in the mm. presence of these demonic entities mm. trying to tell me I was horrible and needed to kill myself. But I began eating all this food because it was so good. How could I turn it down? And I found my I found myself healed. Mm. And so even some of us here today might be saying, oh, you know, I'm afraid to come to Jesus because it's going to be hard. Well, look at my story. Jesus didn't heal me in going through the hardness of it. He healed me of going through the joy in it. And so we can't put God in a box. We have got to, um, I just hear, come to Jesus. Just come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. His grace is so big. Even if you feel you can't figure it out on your own, you don't have to. If you're not in a place of being able to figure it out, you don't have to. Just come to Jesus. You know what I like is, is that in a day and age where especially a lot of young people are struggling with mental health and we're talking more about mental health issues and we should be, but man, taking every thought captive to me is the essence of putting you in a position of good mental health. I mean, you, you seem like, and I know that's been a while ago and maybe you've, you've struggled at times with, with, with things we all do a little bit, but overall, you seem to be in a very healthy place. Isn't that what God does and wants for us? It absolutely is. And Randy, here's the irony. I've had a tough morning this morning. A lot of okay. things have come against, but here's what I do. Okay. Everything, there's things coming against me. There's stuff wanting to attack. I say, no, I know who I am. Mm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have not been given a spirit of fear and timidity, but I have power, love, and a sound mind. I am more than an overcomer. If God is for me, who can be against? I choose. It's not that stuff isn't happening. It's that I am choosing to be walking in the truth of God. And I'm saying, I'm, you know, he says to put on our new nature. I have to put this stuff on me and say, this is it. And then when I have that on, then I can rise above and say, no, I'm not going to come down here to the low places. I'm seated up here with Christ in the heavenlies. I'm moving on up. Remember that song, moving on up. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. that. I'm moving on up. And so um, I'm passionate about this because yeah. I have to live it all the time, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now I want to hit a couple of resources for people that that probably watching you and going, I wish I had what she has because the good news is it's it's the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and you're, we're all invited to come and dine in, in that sense spiritually. Uh, the first website, PurposefulFaith.com, that's your blog, uh, but the one I really want to focus on is ItakeThoughtsCaptive.com, because you've got some resources, I mean, you can, you can order the book, yes, but you've also got some free resource, resources up there for people who need to maybe get a little help, a little jump start. Walk us through some of what you're offering people. Randy, my heart is for everyone to get the book who can because it has a two-step stop-start 
take every thought captive mind process. And people have been blown away that it's so practical and really helping us dig down into the nitty gritty of how to do this. Mm. But I recognize seriously, not all of us are even in a place of being able to financially buy a book. Mm. And I never wanted it to be about the book. I want this to be about the message. I want everyone to be helped. So I've included the stop start process for free on that page. I've included prayers and declarations all of us more than ever this is a call if you're not in a battle you will be in one tomorrow we must take our thoughts captive we must learn how to do this so please go to i take thoughts captive and prepare today before the battle comes tomorrow so that you can stand firm against the strategy the strategies of the enemy and the schemes of the flesh hmm. that's my encouragement to everyone today yeah and the good news is god promises that that we can and that he will come alongside and help us when we can't uh it's it's not an either or it's it's both and kelly i sure appreciate you appreciate your encouragement uh your your excitement is uh contagious and <laughs> that's that's a, that's a good thing is there anything you want to add before i let you go no, I just pray that everyone have a blessed day and that you have ears to hear who is speaking to you. Yeah, I love it. Wow, there's some encouragement. And if you want to encourage somebody, hit the share button uh, and uh, check out itakethoughtscaptive.com and uh, start doing it. Do it right now. Do it today. It is, it's, a, it's a good way to live. Uh, and you will find that you will grow when, when you exercise this. If you haven't liked or followed or subscribed, I invite you to do that. We'll bring more encouragement to you. Uh, and I appreciate you being here. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. And truth will be on the throne of your Sunday is coming.